Well, Andrew, that's the end of Simpsons Month. What a recording. Uh, Satsu, did you hit the record button? Dope! Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Chatsunami. My name's Satsunami and joining me today is none other than my contentious co-host himself, Andrew. Andrew, are you ready to do a character study with me? I'll do the recording for 50, I'll add jokes for 100 and I'll kill whoever you want me to for 500. No, no, the episode will just be fine, thank you. Alright, I'll throw in the killing for free. Nailed it. Uh, so how are you doing today, Andrew? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to discuss a, a character close to our hearts and our geographic locations. For anybody who doesn't know or hasn't really been in the loop with our Twitter page at Pod, I have been telling people that we have, of course, been doing a Simpsons month. But I have to admit, it's been really fun. So far, we have talked about the good of the Simpsons, the bad of the Simpsons, the Simpsons movie. We have a trivia episode coming up next week as well but today we are going to be deep diving into a character study as you said of a character that's very near and dear to our hearts and the reason we're going to be focusing on this character is I put out a poll on Twitter at Chats and Abbey Pod just in case you want to follow us I asked the lovely listeners what type of character they would want us to talk about so I put up Omar Flanders Mr Burns and Groundskeeper Willie just out of curiosity Andrew, can you guess what percentage of people wanted us to talk about Groundskeeper Willie? If I had a hazard a guess, I'd probably say 60% maybe. Surprisingly a little bit lower, but still pretty significant. Okay. He does seem to be a very popular character. I know our audience is also quite international, and so they might be more interested in, in hearing our takes on a Scottish character. Yeah, that's true, because it's quite a rare insight when you get these Simpson podcasts, and you know, usually they're American or you know you can get them from all over the world but you don't usually hear the Scots talk very much about Groundskeeper Willie for reasons that we'll go into in this episode but going back to the poll for a second yeah 43.2% of voters voted for Willie, 29% voted for Flanders and would you believe it that Homer and Mr Burns were tied at 13.5% Interesting, I was personally quite interested in doing an episode on Ned Flanders because I think his character has developed the most of the four but I'm very happy to talk about a character that has some of the best most quotable lines in the show you actually do forget how memorable and quotable he actually is but before we go on and we dive into this wonderful Scotsman of course the good the bad and the willy we actually got a couple of comments that I just want to read out before we start so again I went on to Twitter to ask people what they thought of Groundskeeper Willie. So our first comment comes from Movies for Days podcast who says, my thoughts are he's awesome but also you should definitely listen to this lovely Scottish Simpsons podcast and they like to one that I have to admit I've heard of before I don't know if you've heard of called Willie Hears You. No I've not. So it's a Scottish podcast. It's actually a really entertaining one I would wholeheartedly recommend it. It's on the list next to Talking Simpsons as well. <laughs> they're both fantastic podcasts would recommend it the comment that actually got me chuckling like an idiot was from another awesome podcast called Myth Monsters Podcast who just put in capital letters grease me up woman 
<laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> oh, I love that quote so much. It's just so random. But yeah, that was something we were talking about before we came on tonight. The fact that Willie is one of these characters that personally for me, I never really thought about him that much. I mean, I thought it was weird about the way he spoke and everything, because let's face it, it's an American doing a quote unquote Scottish accent. And you know, it's that very, very weird way they say it's very forced. Other than that, I never really thought much about this character growing up. What about yourself? Did the fact he was Scottish, and I use that very loosely, did you really think about that much when you were growing up? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, he was very much a connection in the show to my background coming from Scotland, especially when I was living in Singapore, having a character that was sort of Scottish can then kind of point to that being like, hey, yeah, all the Scottish jokes, that's where I'm from sort of thing. So he got a lot of laughs out of me. I loved his general kind of reference to Scotland in, in the media because they were either really bad from their interpretation being like too over the top or they'd hit it just right. Willie, I think, hits it just right. Often you get your Scottish character impressions that kind of just make you roll your eyes, whereas Willie is just genuinely funny. Because I think even though the accent is bad, at least you do get a lot of humorous moments from him, which kind of gives him a pass. So what I found interesting, and this is something we simultaneously found out, when we were researching this was the fact that groundskeeper Willie was initially supposed to be Spanish and then they changed it. So the person who voices Willie is none other than Dan Castellaneta. He apparently suggested that groundskeeper Willie should be Spanish but they thought "Mm, that's kind of a tired trope for characters at that point. They were going to try him as a Swedish character and then eventually they settled on a Scottish accent which interesting bouncing around to be honest. Yeah, go from Spain to Sweden to Scotland without that discourse we wouldn't have had the Orcadian man himself and in case anyone's wondering what an Orcadian is you're just going to have to wait until after this ad break. See, without any further ado, Andrew, will we dive into this? Oh hi. I warned you (laughs) didn't I warn you. We will be right back after these messages from Kilt Town. Welcome to Shatsunami, a variety podcast that discusses topics from gaming and films to anime and general interests. Previously on Chatsunami, we've analysed what makes a good horror game, conducted a retrospective on Pierce Brosnan's runs James Bond, and listened to us take deep dives into both the Sonic and Halo franchises. Also, if you're an anime fan, then don't forget to check us out on our sub-series, Chatsunani, where we dive into the world of anime. So far, we've reviewed things like Death Note, Princess Mononoke, and the hit Beyblade series. If that's sounds like your cup of tea, then you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcast apps. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated. Hey, I'm Abby. Hi, I'm Fee, and together we are the Everything Coincidental Podcast. We talk about all things paranormal, such as ghosties, cryptids, and aliens. We also like to talk about all things spirituality, which encourages us and others to live by their own rules. So if that's something that you relate to and are interested in, make sure you check us out at Everything Coincidental on all platforms and also drop us a message. We'd love to chat to you at some point about it. Talk soon. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Zencaster. If you're a podcaster that records remotely like me, then you'll know how challenging it can be to create the podcast you've always wanted. That's where Zencaster comes in. Before I met Zencaster, I was but a naive podcaster, recording on low quality, one-track audio waves. (laughs) 
but with Zencaster, you can kiss those fears goodbye as they provide crystal clear audio and HD video. Plus, with our all-in-one podcasting suite, recording with guests is extremely simple. From local recordings to post-production, Zencaster has it all. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code CHATSUNAMI. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. So, Andrew, let's talk about Groundskeeper Wally, because he is a fascinating character, isn't he? Maybe not in the same regard as Homer Simpson, Ned Flanders, or even Mr Burns, as we established before, but he does have a sense of, I don't want to say mysticism, but intrigue is probably the better word. He's one of those interesting characters where his backstory is constantly changing, and you're never quite sure what is real. The continuity also is constantly shifting with regards to Willie because I mean in the episode where they go to Scotland with Mr. Burns Monty can't buy me love I think yeah so in that episode they go to supposedly Willie's hometown which is by Loch Ness we see his parents and we are introduced to the bar next to Loch Ness as a pinball machine that Willie claims he was conceived born and educated on and so we are led to believe from that that he is from roughly Inverness coming from around Loch Ness but we also hear him reference growing up in Glasgow. We hear him talk about coming from Kilt Town and in one episode which apparently is the definitive answer, he comes from Kirkwall in Orkney. So his backstory in terms of where he comes from is somewhat of a mystery. Like it is constantly changing. His professions are often changing as well. He is groundskeeper Willie but we learn that he was at one point swim coach Willie that he has been a greenskeeper at the golf course which is not too different from the groundskeeper and the his official name is Dr. William McDougall or his full name William McMorran McDougall. That was very Scottish so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get increasingly more Scottish as the episode goes on. Apparently, though, when he references North Kilt Town in one of the episodes, they think it might be a reference to the hamlet of Domadur, which is near Kyle of Lochalsh, which is, I'm using my, my knowledge of Scottish geography here. That is the bridgeway between northwest Scotland to the Isle of Skye. Kyle of Lochalsh is where the bridge is. It's a nice bridge. It is a nice bridge. And if you're ever going over there, Skye is gorgeous. I recommend anyone that goes there checks that out. But there's also a castle just not far from there called Island Dunan. You'll have seen in many a picture because it, it's a really cool castle it's almost into the ocean that has like a stone bridge going up to it it's very cool i was there i think last year if not the year before oh yeah yeah Turn this into a travel podcast. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I was going to say, yeah, it sounds weird to be like, yeah, it's still lovely. <laughs> Has it changed in the last couple of years? I mean, the road's got a wee bit wider. But funny enough, though, with Elendonan Castle, I actually remember, I think Adam and I talked about this in our Pierce Brosnan retrospective episodes, because the world is not enough. I think they've got a scene in Elendonan Castle. Oh, really? Yeah. After the credits roll, they have the funeral there and they have the briefing scene there it's quite interesting to be in and be like oh wow this is awesome but yeah after this we're definitely setting up a travel podcast You're completely right, though. The continuity behind Groundskeeper Willie is very loosey-goosey. It's not very fixed. You know, as you said, you've got North Kilt Town, which is a bit of a joke name. It's almost like having Freedomville or something like that in America, which I'm sure is probably a real place, so please, for legal reasons, that's a joke. And as you said, and as you said, he says he's from Glasgow, or as we find out, he's an Arcadian 
Ian, who is someone who comes from Orkney, which is another beautiful place. But I'm going to be honest, people from Glasgow and people from Orkney, two completely separate ways of living island life versus mainland life. Yeah, Willie's background, which seems much more kind of industrial, doesn't really line up with what I know of the islands of Orkney. Orkney's like a few islands, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're right. There's Westry as well, which is just off the coast of it. There is a couple around Orkney, you're right. So yeah, he doesn't come across as the likeliest Orcadian. I think that it makes more sense for him to have grown up in a more industrial area like a Glasgow, like a Inverness. Is that very Scottish? Inverness! Oh, hi, the new. You can what I'm saying, pal. So it does seem a bit kind of strange. And I, that was... That was revealed in like season 23 by most people's impressions. They did probably didn't see it. They'd given up on the show prior to that. So we can maybe discount. <laughs> it's terrible. We can maybe say that the earlier continuity is more legitimate than a decision made in season 23. The thing that confuses me about the whole fact is from Kirkwall. This sounds like a really weird thing to nitpick, but he actually has a throwaway line. And I don't know if this is in that particular season 22 episode, but he has a line where he says, is that his family was torn apart because his father was an uppie and his mother was a doonie. The reason that stands out is because that is such an Orkney-specific thing. Because in Orkney, during, and I don't know if this is a thing that still goes on, so if there is someone that lives in Orkney and knows the answer to this, please feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. But there's a thing called the Orkney Bar, or I don't know if it's the Orkney Bar or the Orkney Ball, but it's massive ball game where they take to the streets on Christmas Day and New Year's Day and they basically try to get the ball from one side of the city to the other. To throw in that reference to talk about uppies and doonies, that seems very specific. You know, that someone wanted this in the show. I don't know, is there an Orcadian on the right and stuff? Or... Because you're completely right, it's quite a strange thing that they would have them come from Orkney, which again, lovely island and everything but as far as I saw and as far as I know it's not got much of an industrial history you know as you said whereas something with Glasgow it definitely is it's got a long long history of being industrial so yeah it just seems like a very specific background thing yeah no it does seem strange the uppie and downies my immediate thought was like highlanders and lowlanders so it's interesting that you said that 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 is a terminology for Orkney with the different sides of the city Going back to an episode you were talking about, in the episode Monty Can't Buy Me Love, where they go to Inverness and they drain Loch Ness to try and find the Loch Ness monster, they come across this float that says Aberdeen sucks, and Homer has a line where he's like, oh no way, Aberdeen rules. And to me that comes across as someone who's just googled what cities are in Scotland, Mm -hmm. you know, and they just throw a random city in, but as I said, to have like the Orkney chat in there. It does seem interesting. And to pick Kirkwall as well, I don't know if it's like a thing that they want to flesh him out more. Because let's face it, Willie has always been a gag character. He's never been a serious character as far as I remember. There's never really been a serious storyline or rather as many serious storylines. He's always the grouchy groundskeeper. And when he's not that side of the coin where he's, you know, very surly and angry all the time. He's a bit of a psycho. (laughs) 
have to say. I think that characterization of him is quite, I want to say quite strange. Before I go on to talk about that, what are your thoughts about how the show characterizes Wally? They seem to indicate that he's got, pardon the term, a bit of a screw loose, where he is unhinged. The This person who like you think is just kind of a stereotypical Scotsman, but is really just like a really angry, angry individual that hides behind that. And there's a uh, reference in one episode that he's the spitting image of the Aberdeen Strangler, I think. So suggesting his more seedy past that he's gone to such lengths. And they often use him in like Treehouse of Horrors as a much more antagonistic character. They make him the Freddy Krueger of one particular storyline. And I'm pretty sure there's been several others where he's been more villainous. Yeah, there's one in particular, the parody for Nightmare on Elm Street. Although they do portray him as the villain, that is actually a really funny episode, I have mm-hmm. to say. You know, you've got the lousy smart weather, don't touch Willie, good advice, all of that. But there's another really horrible Treehouse of Horror episode where the Simpsons meet their old selves from the Tracy Ullman run. And long story short, they all end up getting killed by one another and then they're all ghosts. And then Maggie shows up as a ghost and they're like, well, wait a minute, how did Maggie die? And you see this horrible shot of groundskeeper Willie with like a dead, presumably Maggie, over his shoulder with Bart and Lisa in tow and then he runs away with them. So it's like it's not the first time he's been portrayed as a villain but there's kind of a weird fine line between portraying them as a villain but kind of being comical about it to a joke that's that dark. I mean there's even a joke, I don't know if it's a Treehouse of Horror or it's like a mainstream episode but there's like one where he gets haunted by the ghost of like a boy that got impaled by a rake and they says something like, oh, it was your smart mouth that got you into that situation. So I think it's kind of implied Willie's a bit of a murderer, (laughs) as well as trying to murder Bart in, oh, what is that episode called? Girly edition. Girly edition, that's the one, thank you. I think Bart blows up or he destroys Willie's shack, so he has to live in like a garbage heap. And then Lisa ends up leading Bart there, unaware that Willie's going to kill him, and then she tries to stop him. And yeah, he ends up nearly killing Bart at that point. It's such like a weird character that they try to characterise because on the one hand, he goes from being like absolutely psychotic. I mean, there's the episode, the very famous one, where he tries to kill Homer because of the grease that he's tried to steal from the school. He's tried to kill children, some he's allegedly got away with. But then there's other episodes where he is considered to be the hero character, you know, like where he stops Santa's little helper from going through the vents and everything, which is quite funny. There is the episode where he saves Bart from getting attacked by a wolf. Yeah, it seems all over the place. Like, he seems to be the character and I know that can apply for many characters in the show that always the character that they want them to be but do you feel that way as well that he's very inconsistent yeah there's, there's certainly an element of that that he kind of suits their needs I think it can be very much down to the writer at the time as well because I mean you go through such a cast of writers in The Simpsons and so certain writers will paint Willie as more heroic and certain writers will paint him as more antagonistic so I think it does depend from episode to episode 
episode, season to season, how a particular creator wants him to be represented. And I mean, he threatens to kill Skinner pretty frequently, either just like muttering or outright threatening. There was that in Who Shot Mr. Burns, that he had the motivation that he wanted to kill Mr. Burns, but supposedly his arthritis and his index finger prevented him from uh, being able to pull a trigger. Were you not saying before we came on that there's no way that could have happened because he has been shown to like shoot a gun in the show? Well, yeah, I mean, again, it just kind of comes down to the continuity, the consistency within the show where we do see instances of him using guns both rifles which might not require his index finger and pistols which do so that excuse doesn't really work i do like the kind of back and forth about that though that the reason that he has arthritis fingers from space invaders and then like they comment like oh yeah i got really into that game that video game when i was younger and he said he was like video game implying that he had in fact been fighting off real real aliens or what he thought were real aliens he has a very strange relationship with skinner i have to say considering lives on the school grounds and everything and he's just quite disparaging to him quite a lot. There's actually an episode where of all episodes, this is a weird one to bring up, but it's like one where Bart joins a falconry club with Daniel Radcliffe voicing the other boy that's in it. And then Skinner says something along the lines of, does that mean the Esperanto group's gonna start up next? And then he says something in Esperanto and then Willie's like, oh you speak two languages but no one will talk to you. (laughs) He never pulls back his punches and there's of course that famous line of you know where he talks about Scots hating everyone including the Scots themselves the Scots hate the Scots damn Scots they ruin Scotland and of course Skinner says oh you Scots sure are a contentious people and then he says you've just made an enemy for life it's quite interesting that despite being quite a tertiary character there's a lot of quotes that one included of course but there's a lot of quotes that a lot of people remember from the show because of Willie, including, and I apologise to any French listeners if you have ever heard this phrase before, but there's an episode where Willie takes French class. Do you remember this one? Yes. And yeah, he says, Bonjour, yet cheese eating surrender monkeys, which apparently has been adopted by quite a few people. Some of the more notable examples are the New York Post and even Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> used it as well. But yeah, going back to Willie, would you agree that he has quite a quotable character? Oh yeah, I mean, I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but like he has some of my absolute favourite lines. We already referenced a couple of them just then. The line at the start of the show about, I'll do the killing for free. In that episode as well, we have him taking the club off of Reverend Lovejoy and saying, give it here, you noodle-armed choir boy, which I love that line so much. There's so many good sight gags and small bits as well, like in Who Shot Mr. Burns when he's a person of interest there interviewing him and we have a uh, is it basic instinct yeah type scene where he uncrosses his leg and one of the police officers i think it might be lou or wiggum cocks his gun and says we warned you about that the line where he's talking about scottish history and goes the kilt was only for day-to-day wear in battle we donned a full-length ball gown covered in sequins the idea was to blind your opponent with luxury i absolutely love that line and then that was another one that i really liked i have some information for you but it's gonna be hard to hear bar asks why because of your stupid accent groundskeeper Nay, because of its upsetting nature. What I'm actually surprised at, right enough, thinking of those particular quotes, is the fact that he bounces so well off of other characters. So one of the ones that comes to mind is the Sherry Bobbins episode, where it's 
it's revealed that I'm assuming because they don't have a Cockney character that they just use Willie instead for the Dick Van Dyke character and he says he used to date Sherry Bobbins. They were engaged in fact. Yeah, until she got her eyesight back and there's a line that I have to admit, I never really remembered until I rewatched it and I thought that was hilarious, is when Sherry Bobbins turns around and says it's good to see you Willie and she turns around shocked and goes that's not what you said the first time you saw me. Yeah, it's because of the line previously where he says that all of a sudden the ugliest man in Glasgow wasn't good enough for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, he just works so well, not only on his own, but with other characters. And I do think that is quite a strength because there are some characters on The Simpsons that they'll just appear, you know, and they might get a little bit overbearing. I have to admit, the one that pops up on the top of my head is maybe Krusty, that on his own he has like a lot of funny lines and things, but sometimes when he has to interact with other characters, you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if that works. And no, it's a bit annoying but with Groundskeeper Willie it does feel as if he really meshes well into the cast. I think that is largely because Krusty gets so much screen time. Yeah. There are so many episodes dedicated to him. There's so many scenes where he's quite a prominent part of them. Whereas Groundskeeper Willie is always the background character. There has been one episode, My Fair Laddie, that Willie has been the prominent character in. Other than that he has not been a major character in episode he's always just off to the side just kind of making a bit of a rebuttal with a Statler and Waldorf-esque commentary character that occasionally pops in with lines but yeah he doesn't really get the screen time that so many others do again like a Krusty a Moe even Barney Gumble often gets more episodes than he does which is interesting I don't know maybe Dan Castanaletta doesn't like doing his voice as much maybe it's harder because I know Dan is always keen to do episodes that he voices characters in like there's been as I say like Barney episodes Dan loves a Barney episode episode dan loves a crusty episode he does all these ones with frequency but there's just very little of willy yeah you do wonder if he just finds a baby straining on the old vocal cords there doesn't really seem to be many obviously other than inside of scotland but there doesn't seem to be many cartoons or media outside of scotland that really does justice to a scottish accent it always seems as if they are using the accent like the very over-the-top Brigadoon type accent to just be like, oh hi, do you understand me? It's played for laughs, it's not really played for sincerity. And I don't know how much sincerity you would get out of Wally if, you know, you just played it completely straight. Do you feel as if the accent would detract from that? Yeah, I mean, he's such a comedic stereotype of a character. You can't really get much from him. Like, even the solo episode that he had, the My Fair Laddie episode, which is full of quips about how bizarre him being in a non-groundskeeper setting is. And so what can you really do beyond that? I mean, it's the same reason why you don't get Luigi or Bumblebee Man to have their own episodes. You don't really get a Rainier Wolfcastle exclusive episode. These are very much stereotype accent characters that there isn't much beyond them. The only one that really steps out of that was Apu, but that has now been addressed as being a poor portrayal and a on-hiatus character, if not retired. Yeah, it's quite interesting that The Simpsons has made quite a, and sorry, apologies, this is a side tangent. On our podcast? I know, I know, surprising. <laughs> 
Oh, delightfully devilish. Yeah, it's strange how The Simpsons has made an effort to recast a lot of characters to make it more appropriate, if that makes sense. So they've taken steps to introduce better voice actors for certain characters, like, for example, getting Kevin Richardson to play Dr. Hibbert, for example, and things like that. And obviously, since the controversy behind Apu coming up, they haven't really made an effort to recast the character with a better voice actor because obviously they've just kind of quietly put him in the corner for now and maybe they're thinking of doing that. Well, the issue with the poo wasn't necessarily just the voice actor not being accurate representation. It was the writing of the character itself being a poor representation of the South Asian community. And so it's a little bit different to the African-American characters that have just had their voices replaced and they're making kind of strides to make them more familiar with their roots so to speak where I think there's been episodes in the newer seasons of Carl learning about his past and where he's from because Carl I mean we're going into a different character now but Carl was raised by an Icelandic family I think but they'd adopted him where he used to be from a black cowboy like his ancestor was a black cowboy but I have to admit the reason I was thinking about that particular thing was there's and again I won't get too deep into that again but there was was a question proposed online when they were talking about certain characters like Apu and Dr. Hibber and Carl and things like that and someone did ask what do people especially Scottish people think of Groundskeeper Willie and obviously that is a whole different kettle of fish you know Groundskeeper Willie is just silly you know he's like a caricature of a Scottish person he's not offensive by any means and it's no comparison at all compared to the situation we just talked about there but it is interesting to see though how there are people thinking oh my goodness is this a character that is offensive and especially Scottish people just kind of think Groundskeeper Willie is just a hilarious caricature of Scottish people and it is quite nice in the way to see even though as I said the accent is about OTT obviously but it is kind of interesting to see the references to Scotland whether that be Kirkwall or Glasgow or whatever I suppose compared to like his more negative traits which seem to be popping up a lot but at the end of the day as you said it is very much dependent on who's writing them because as we said before there were a lot of Treehouse of Horror episodes where he was portrayed as like a very villainous character, very violent. But then there's that Treehouse of Horror episodes, like the Shining one, the Toaster Time Travel one, where he's trying to help the Simpsons and he keeps getting killed off constantly. He's a very extra representation or extra stereotype of Scottish people. Internationally, that is the face of Scotland that a lot of people who have not seen other Scottish media, Scotland to them is Sean Connery and Gransky Willy and Shrek. Don't get me started. <laughs> and so that is an international representation that often non-Scottish actors representing Scottish people are often the stereotype of Scotland that is best known to a global audience. So Groundskeeper Willy had a very interesting impact and much to the extent that during the Scottish independence election, Simpsons even had Willy do his own weighing in on the situation as to whether he was uh, like I or nay or something. No, it was I or die. Oh, I or die, yeah. And so like firmly kind of placing
representing him in the Scottish independence camp. He almost is the voice of Scotland to the international audience. Whether or not the Scottish people agrees with that is another matter, but that is often what they will use to represent what Scotland is believing in a given point. I mean, I even remember years and years ago in the national paper, there was actually an article where they were talking about Groundskeeper Willie drinking Buckfast in the show. I don't know what episode it was. Like, I'm not that much of a super fan, but I'm like, oh yeah, it was episode do do do. But yeah, apparently he drinks Buckfast. Bucky, as they say. Bucky. Yeah, well, yeah, Bucky, Buckfast. Personally, I would have preferred it if he drank Iron Brew, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> At the end of the day, it is surprising that Groundskeeper Willie is such a iconic character. Like, as we said, although he's maybe not the most poignant character, he's not the most centric character in terms of episodes and things. He still has all those funny lines and when he comes into the room you know that he's there. You know, whether that be with his shirt on or when he rips it off and he's got like the massive Scottish six pack which all Scottish people have totally. It's unfortunate this is an auditory medium and that they can't see our rippling muscles in any given episode. It's true. If you listen really closely you can probably pick up my pecs and biceps bouncing up and down. It's a shame. I know it's a shame that nobody can see it. I mean, there is YouTube. Uh, sorry, uh, no, yeah, it's a, it's a shame. <laughs> or if you want to sign up to our Patreon page, <laughs> wink, wink. Is that Patreon or is that something else? <laughs> Only bullies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, on that note, on that very disgusting and disturbing note. <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much for coming on to talk about this iconic groundskeeper. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute blast. Look forward to hearing what the listeners think of our deep dive into Groundskeeper Willie and let us know once you've listened to that and the final episode of Simpsons Month, what you thought of the month of content. Yeah, we would love to hear back from you. So if you want to reach out to us directly, you can reach us on Twitter at ChatsonAbbeyPod. Please feel free. We would love to hear what you think. On that note, this is indeed, as you said, the penultimate episode and next week we are of course going to be recording our final episode of Simpsons Month where I'm going to be testing Andrew on his knowledge of the Simpsons so Andrew are you ready for that? No. You'll be fine. Wink, wink. <laughs> You'll be fine. But until then, if you want to catch up with previous Simpsons Month content or just any episodes between us in general, you can catch us on our website, podpage.com forward slash chatsunami. You can also reach out to us there on our contact page. Or if you want to listen on other apps, you can do on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Just look for the Red Panda and we'll see you there. We also have a Patreon page. For legal reasons, that was a slight joke, but we do have a Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash Chatsunami. You will be able to get exclusive content and episodes one week early. You'll also be able to listen next Monday to my very own exclusive episode where I talk about my experience with the game Simpsons Hit and Run. So yeah, please feel free to check that out. I also want to give a big shout out to our Pandalorian patrons, Robotic Battle Toaster and Sonia. Thank you so, so much for supporting the channel. But until then, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, don't touch Willy because it's good advice. What? <laughs> All right, Kellogg's. <laughs> what niche jokes to end the episode. <laughs>